0: In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of It's Told By Nomads. And today's episode is with Werner Kunschow and... Werner is a travel industry professional with over 30 years of extensive international and domestic experience. Werner started his industry career in the late 70s as the manager of operations at Travac Tours and Charters in New York City, building and managing a call center at the RES system, as well as an airport handling for larger charter programs. In 2004, it joined the Swiss Air Charter Division Bel Air CTA in capacity of the manager and later on as GM North America. Now, he serves as the Chief Operating Officer of Cheapo Air, and I'm really, really excited to have him on here as we discuss and explore what a career in a travel space is like. Welcome to the show, Werner. Thank you. So, you know, I read a little bit about your background, and it's obviously, obviously extensively um, been in the career and travel space industry, but I'm curious as to what led you to that space.
2: Well, what led me to that space is because I was always, even as a child, an airline enthusiast. And I was always fascinated by the airline industry. So my first entry into that space was clearly at the time uh, when I joined Tours Tourism Charter. which was pretty much a wholesale uh, entity at that time uh, selling charter seats to the retail travel trade. Because back then there was no internet, there were no cell phones, there were no faxes. Now I'm dating myself, but that's what he was. <laughs> so this, uh, this is how far back it goes. However, you know, computers were widely used in the contact center and I was helping to build up that contact center for that operation in building the REST system you know, for agents to take phone calls and process bookings and payments through that gateway. So that was highly successful, but as charters started to go away, as scheduled airlines became far more price competitive to charters at that time, I joined the uh, charter uh, uh, outfit of Swissair, which is called Dallas ETA, in the mid-80s, which I, uh, uh, you know, was there for nearly 15, 16 years. <clears throat> So at that time, you know, the public charter space was still, you know, going fairly well. However, the big charter uh, business changed much more to uh, single-entity charters for a specific interest group, uh, such as, you know, we moved all the American symphony orchestras all over the world. Uh, We moved, you know, uh, special teams for the National Museum of Natural History, for Pepsi Cola, for Coca Cola, we also moved rock stars, just uh, such as Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, David Bowie, etc., with their entourage, you know, throughout various regions of the world to serve as the uh, transportation to their concerts. In addition, there were a lot of flight operations in the relief space, meaning for the International Red Cross and the UN. So that was a very special job I had. After that, I joined uh, Sea bird which was a Belgian low-cost carrier. who introduced low-cost airfares across the Atlantic, between Brussels and several points in North America. And after that, I joined Lufthansa Systems, which is pretty much an airline solution provider for various different solutions that airlines use in their everyday operations. During that time, I, I got to know Sam Jane, who is the founder and CEO of Free Portal at the time, uh, as he was running a consolidated business, which of course it used, uh, you know, airlines to get special rates, which he then, you know, provided to the retail travel trade as well. In the mid to early two thousand, two thousand and four, 2004, uh, he you know pass the idea to me and say how about we go straight to the public of what we're doing now anchored and 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 uh form an online travel agency now, at that time Expedia was well established or Travelocity was there Priceline was there and Hotwire was there chip tickets etc cetera, etc cetera. so it was already a fairly contested field back then so I felt strongly, and that was my attraction to Chimpo Air, that there is space for an additional one. Um, at that time, I had a fairly cushy job at Lufthansa Systems, and, uh, but I didn't hesitate to look at the opportunity because I truly believed that there is space for an additional online travel agency, which was a bit different of what we have now in the field of online travel agents, because we have a fairly extensive contact center, which is that human touch that we provide, and it's highly airline-focused, as opposed to some others that really focus on hotels. That wasn't really my métier at all, so I felt much more home in the airline space, and that's why it attracted me to Cheapo Air, to join them. And going to the next point is, you know, how how it became big is that we started Nearly from zero to four and a half billion last year in top line sales. Back then, in two thousand and five, two thousand and six, the Fairport crew was a handful of people. There was a small contact center, you know, in India as well as a development center in India. But it amounted maybe between fifty and hundred people. Now we have an employee pool of three thousand five hundred.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: Wow. So it, you, you just went through the journey of how you got into Chippo Air, and, and it sounds like it's experienced an amazing growth. And like the company's growth year over year since its launch has been impressive. Correct. But when you got into the company, how did you rise to chief operating officer? Was this a role that you were already given or you had to work I, your way up there?
2: I started as the chief strategy officer mm. uh, at Fairportal uh, full time in 2007. Mm. And uh, then I, you know, we acquired the One Travel brand in 2007. So then I became the CEO of One Travel in 2007, which was another online platform that we rebuilt, you know, entirely. Uh, and it became another well known brand in the OT space today. So then later on, I became the chief operating officer of the Fairport Entity, which already included then wear, One Travel, Cheapware in Canada, Cheapware in the UK, and Cheapware in Mexico. So then recently, and that since the beginning of this year, I became the co-CEO of the Fairport Enterprise.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And, and the specific contributions you've made that have impacted the growth to the company, what would you say they've been so far?
2: Well, my contribution, again, you know, my expertise on the airline side. So I'm very familiar with the airline business, you know, with, with tickets, uh, processing, the operations in the contact center, Then the supplier relationship plays a very big role. Mm. I'm not a techie per se, but so I know how they work and what makes them work. But my contribution was really the focus on the supplier relationships and then on the operation side, which is the contact center, which uh, includes all the fulfillments of back-end travel, which is highly complex in the travel industry. It's far more complex than in the hotel industry because uh, a a particular flight consists of different fare clauses, and each of these fare clauses have different – Uh, rules and regulation, and fare structures. So it can go up to 20 different fare classes on a single airplane that really comprises a flight to be profitable. So uh, my expertise comes from that domain, and this is particularly my contribution to the growth of the company to lead these efforts in those domains.
0: Um, okay, fine. No, I love it. Let's talk about the entrepreneurial nature, nature of the travel space. You know, every time I turn on the, the TV, there's some commercial, there's Expedia, there's, you know, Travelocity, there's so many of, of all these companies that are now um, looking to disrupt the industry. So what is your advice for anyone? Well, it's, it's a
2: highly competitive space, as, as you know, mm-hmm. and I think the success that we have uh, been able to to do is because we really stayed focused on the airspace. We didn't branch out to hotels or to other, or other travel verticals. Although we do sell hotels, we do sell car rentals and other travel related products, but the airline ticket is the focus of the product. It's the main product. And these other travel related products we attach to an airline ticket. So... Travel insurance, hotels, cars, travel and cities, concierge services, et cetera, et cetera, are a travel-related products that we sell once we have sold an airline ticket. So <clears throat> that focus really paid off in a major way because then we became known to the airline industry as the flight-focused OTA, and we were the First one who actually uh, integrated paid seats with U.S. Airways five years ago, where it was not an unbundled airline environment then yet, but that just tells you that we were ahead of the curve. So then when U.S. Airways acquired uh, American Airlines and the merchant took place, we were the first one to integrate paid seats and ancillary products with American Airlines, uh, as you know, is the largest airline in the world, yep. followed yep. by United, Air Canada, and another 30 airlines throughout the world. So that special and hyper-focus on this vertical is really part of our success because if you try to do be everything to everyone – you have a highly high likelihood to fail. But if you really focus on one thing and do that well, you become better and better at what you're doing, and you gain far more recognition in the market space as the expert in that domain.
0: Focus, make sure you have your eye on the ball and eye on the goal, and you will get fur in the in the travel space. Uh, that's what that's what Werner says. So I I know we're getting ready to wrap up here, but I'm just very curious about your thoughts about the future of this industry. I, I know that digital media is continuously disrupting it, and it's something that's going to be part of our lives every day. You did mention that other companies do incorporate hotels and car rentals to make that bundle, but how do you see the future of the travel space and cheaperware working together?
2: Right. Well, the future in the travel space is certainly that the back end becomes more and more complex. Uh, simply because airlines, as you know, have unbundled their product. What was a full-fare or a full-service airline became an airline that just sells seats, and anything else you want, you have to buy additionally. Hmm. So with that, a lot more products come on the market for a travel consumer. Uh, It's not only the seat. It's maybe a special seat that costs a little more, comes along with different perks. As you know, with low-cost carriers, you have to pay for everything, yeah. for a bag to be checked in, for a bag to be carried on, for an aisle seat, for a middle seat, for a window seat, depending where in the cabin that seat is. And all these various degrees of ancillaries have different rules and regulations and different, different pricing applies to it. So it makes it far more complex in the back end. So what is the challenge here? Our challenge is to make it easier for the consumer to navigate through the complexity and make it very convenient and intuitive for consumers to book in a, in a one-click fashion. As you know, in the, in the retail space, Amazon has Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime provides you the ease of use and the ability to literally purchase an item with one click, and you're done. When you think of all the items they have in the background, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of different items they're selling every day, but you can go there and just pick what you need, and in one click, you're done. Mm. And I think to really make it easy for the end consumer to navigate through a highly complex backend is the challenge that we're meeting. Where is this taking place? It is taking place on the mobile platform. Yep. And probably in about less than two years, I would assert that about 80% of all the bookings are done on the mobile device. <clears throat> so the challenge is really to be in the forefront of the mobile domain to make it very, very easy for consumers to very conveniently and intuitively book their travel needs.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Well, two more questions for the final questions and we will we'll go. So one question is someone's listening right now. They want to know what skills are necessary to be in your field or your industry. What would you say are the soft skills necessary for that? And then I'll ask the follow up after.
2: Okay. The skills to enter into the travel space successfully, I think, is, is technology. Mm. A travel agency 20 years ago, they were just trained to look stuff up on the GDS and go to a customer, price it, issue a paper ticket, mail that, you know, maybe make a seat request or a meal request, and that was it. <laughs> then when Expedia came, which was at that time a Microsoft company, the internet travel space was attacked through technology. So technology is instrumental to make it in the travel space. So my advice for anyone, particularly young people who have a, an, a, 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 an interest in entering the travel space is probably best to be an engineer you know, uh, on the technology side, uh, most preferably on the mobile side, but at the same time would have to know the back end processes of the travel industry. So GDS knowledge. And and, and and ticketing processing in the airline space is really something of a skill that's highly in demand. In addition is big data. Big data in the travel space becomes more and more prominent and highly desired. So these are very good entry points to get into the travel space, uh, particularly in the airline ticket domain, as well as in the hotel and in the car. Because everybody is buying travel products over the internet, so that that skill is definitely a good skill to enter the space gotcha once you know then you have to develop you know soft skills if you want to go up the ladder in terms of management you know coding is one thing, but managing people is another thing so. A lot of engineers are very good at coding, but they're not that good at management. Yeah, and it's a rare combo where a, a coder, a very good coder, has also equally good, you know, people skills. That will be that will be the golden formula for an individual to really make it in the travel space.
0: Oh, all right, all right. and then uh, the the last question before my final is why cheapo what someone's listening right now and they're saying why do i need to be part of that why is that the the system that i need to get the app for as opposed to the other competitors
2: well uh, again cheapware again is probably the only flight focused ota and our endeavor is really and i think this is what we have followed <clears throat> pretty much from the start is that we want to be that authority that specialist in that particular field where you can find itineraries you wouldn't find anywhere else because the algorithm that we have at the back end are unique and proprietary. And we, uh, we construct itineraries that are almost custom made as well as achieve in very many cases the cheapest possible flight between two, between a point of origin and a point of destination. So. Our content is far richer in terms of special itineraries from any given point to any other point. And I compare this with Booking.com, which is the specialist in hotels. Why Mm. would you go to Booking.com? Because they have content you can't find anywhere else. They have such a huge content on Booking.com throughout the world. That you can find properties to stay, you can't find anywhere else. And that is the same with Cheapware. Cheapware has really content that others don't have. Others don't you know want to bother in doing it. And with the ancillary, airline ancillaries integrated makes it a very unique proposition for any traveler domestic or international. All
0: right. All right. Cheapware.com, ladies and gentlemen. Um, where can we, We we already said it, cheapware.com. Last question is how do you use your difference to make a difference? This is the mission statement of the podcast. So what is it about you that you do to make a difference?
2: What we want to be is the world's best flight booking and customer experience company with a human touch Mm. with the emphasis on human touch and the emphasis on flight. And the human touch is that we have a contact center, over 2,500 agents 24/7, where you can call anytime, day or night, and get assistance and help. And I think we're probably the only airline in, uh, the only OTA in the world that posts its toll-free numbers on every single page. on the website, on the mobile application, on the and web. And that level of comfort to consumers is very rich because many e-commerce companies hide their phone number. Please don't call us, transact everything online. If you have a problem, chat with us or send us an email when you actually can pick up the phone, call that number, and somebody's there to help you it has a lot of value, and that's where the human touch is.
0: All right. All right. Well, there you hear it. Werner talking to us about cheapware.com. It's obviously something that's revolutionized in the industry. And as you heard, tech skills is something that you should have as the world becomes more digital. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know uh, you're very busy gentlemen. So thank you for spending the time and look forward to having this content out very soon. Thanks so much, sir. You've just been listening to the ass told by Nomad's podcast for more ways to reach out to tayo and to use your difference to make a difference head over to Have
1: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row